Bokar Tov, we are beginning the book of Shofetim. Well, the book of Yoshua left off with the death of Yoshua. And as we have said many times, with the pending concern that the Jewish people are going to need to now go out and conquer the rest of the land of Israel. And the question is, will they actually do it? Um, so we, we take, after the passing of Yoshua, of course, we get to the first tribe that wants to go and conquer their territory. In fact, the book of Shofetim is going to open up with a list of the, the tribes and whether or not they went through with conquering the remainder of their land. Okay? Yehuda, who is one of our, our favorite tribes, is going to be pretty successful at it. And, 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 because they end, up, they end up being the, the tribe. First of all, if you follow the Parashah podcast, the character of Yehuda is very special. He's the... He's the leadership tribe. And then Yehuda also ends up producing the king. So, that's why. Okay. It was after the death of Yeshua. The children of Israel ask of God saying, Who will go up from us to the Canaanite people at the beginning to fight against them? So what is going on here? Um... Who did they ask? How did they ask Badonai? How did they ask God? No, so it says, it says, the Midrash tells us that they actually asked the Urim Betumim. They asked the Urim Betumim. The Urim Betumim were, as part of the Choshen, there was. Apparently there was an there was like a, a slip of paper. Hey, hey. Um there was a there was a slip of paper that went into the Khoshan that had the name of Hashem on it, okay? That slip of paper, the Kohen would be able to ask questions and through let's say that slip of paper it would activate the lights on behind the stones of the Khoshan and it would help deliver messages to Bnei Israel when they needed it. Okay? So so in this case, in this case, for example, the Ramban says something like this. Here. Uh, where does it say it? Started? Yeah, we're ju- we just started. You don't really miss much. Okay, using the episode in this chapter, the Ramban explains how the questions were asked of the Urim Betumim. Here, Alon, you were asking about the Urim Betumim. You ready? Yeah. Using the episode of this chapter, the Ramban explains how the questions were asked of the Urim Betumim. Pinachas the Kohen Gadol entered the tabernacle and asked which tribe should initiate the war of conquest. On his breastplate, the name Yehuda and the letters... Lamid Ayn Yud Aleph lit up. This alone was not sufficient to provide the answer, for the combination of letters could be read in various ways. In order to know God's will, the Kohen Gadol had to be worthy of divine assistance to enable him to read the message correctly. In this case, Pinachas was shown that the divine message was Yehuda Ya'aleh. So they asked the Urim Tumim and they get the response that Yehuda is the first tribe that should go out and conquer the territory. Um, does it say explicitly that the Urim Tumim were asked? No. So why do we assume that? Because the Pasuk says, Badonai. They asked God. How would they ask God these types of things? Typically through the Urim Betumim. Okay? We see the Urim Betumim come up explicitly in the book of Shemuel. 
when they would ask the Urim Tumim if they should go out to war. Okay. Pasuk Bet. God says Yehuda should go up. Behold, I have given the land in his hands. So Yehuda says to Shimon, his brother, Come with me in my portion, and we will fight against the Canaanites. And I will go in with you in your portion. So Shimon joined Yehuda. Why, does that mean? Why would we expect them to go out to battle together? Weren't they very... Not vicious, but aggressive tribe. No, that's not, that's not why we expect Yehuda and Shimon to be coupled. Why do we expect Yehuda and Shimon? Shimon didn't have any land. Ah, where they were they? Where were they situated? Scattered in Yehuda. Exactly, or scattered in Yehuda. So if Yehuda is going to conquer their territory, then obviously Shimon is going territory. to be part of that as well. If you look at the, the yeah, division of the tribes, you see Shimon is no. part. No, I think, I think it's describing a good thing. It's, a, it's something no, positive. On part of Shimon that they said, yes, we will join you because we are we also share in the same land as you. Over their history, if you want to call it, they've always had a choice and they made the wrong choice. Yeah, no, right, right now this is a, a good, this is a good, uh, this is a positive thing. We're not going to see much positive in Shofetim, but here it is positive. Okay, now, Vayali Huda Vayten Adonai Etakina Ani Vaprizibi Adam. Yehuda goes and God gives the Canaanites and the Prezites in their hands. And they struck at Bezek 10,000 people. Where was Bezek? I don't know, to be honest. Somewhere, somewhere in Yehuda's territory. Now there was a leader of Bezek named, named Adoni Bezek. Now Radak, Radak says explicitly, to, Radak wants us to, to read the word correctly. Radak says, Radak, so people say Adoni Vezek, right? That's how people it say his name. Like it does sound like Adoni Tzedek, but I, it's not, it doesn't seem to be related. Tzedek, tzedek is the name given to kings of the Yerushalayim's territory. Like Malki Tzedek, Adoni Tzedek. Okay? So if you, look at, if you look at Radak, it's an interesting grammatical point. Radak says Adoni Vezek, he says one word commentary. Somebody could find it. No, he doesn't say Mil'el. He doesn't say Where's the Radak? Mil'era, sorry. Hey. Ah, uh, exactly. One word comes Mil'era, he says. What does Mil'era mean? Mil'era means you have to put the emphasis at the end of the word. So whenever we learned in school, oh, they conquered Adoni Vezek, Adoni Vezek, Radak says, no, that's not how you read the word. It's Adoni Vezek. To say Adoni, like you say in Hebrew, you know, when you're uh, approaching someone, it was just a, a, it's it's not an important point. I'm just I'm just I, pointing I, it out I to you. Have a question. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not get caught up on the grammar. Hold no, on. No, no, it's not the grammar. It's how were there ten thousand people in the city after Yoshua said we conquered the big areas, and we looked at I as three thousand. That was considered. You know, I don't think I was a big war. I think I was a very small war. I think the bigger wars were the two wars, the one in the south, in which the, the sun stopped, and the one in the north, with the gathering of all the people. Right? I don't think that... I, I think I, the reason we even brought up I as being relevant was because of the loss. So the fact that I was a very small war... But isn't 10,000 people... I don't know what would have... Probably. It was probably big. Why was this... Quote unquote big area just sitting around to their own devices. 
maybe I don't know I, I don't know the answer I, I don't know what the scale is meaning I don't know it could be that the wars that were mentioned in Yehoshua were 100,000 people each so whenever we have a 10,000 person war it's not big enough to be discussed also it's hard to know exactly how many pockets of people were left after the time of Yoshua. So apparently there were 10,000 people that needed to be destroyed in, in Bezek. Okay? So they find Adoni Vezek Bevezek. Then they find this guy, Adoni Vezek, who's the leader of this place called Bezek. Um, uh, thing, and and by Yelachamubo, they fought against him by Akueta Kanani Vitaprizi, and they struck the Canaanites and the Prizis. By Yanos Adoni Vezek. Then he runs away, this guy. Adoni Vezek runs away. By Yerdefu Acharav, and they ran after him. By Yochazuoto, and they caught him, and they grabbed him by Katsitsu at Behonot Yadav Raglav. And they cut off his thumbs, of his, his, toe, his big toes, and his thumbs. Okay? By Yomer Adoni Vezek, or by Yomer Adoni Vezek. And now it's Mila, Mila El. You notice, Mike? Yeah, that's what I... That's, that, was the, that was the Radak Oh, that was the one I was looking at? No, oh, 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 there's a second Radak that says this one's Mila Ra. That's right? that one first. That's funny. Okay. Um, says, He says there were 70 kings that their thumbs were cut, were chopped off, and they would... They were they were grasping at food under my table. As I did, so God has done to me. They brought him to Yerushalayim, and he died there. It seems like he died a natural death. They didn't. They didn't. They did not put him like to death. They imprisoned him, but they didn't. They imprisoned him, and they they punished him with the punishment he was probably famous for. Meaning, so okay. So what's going on with this guy? Who who is Adoni Bezek? Why is he important? What's he's basically admitting to God. That's what they're saying. They're, he's admitting to the fact that what was brought upon him by the Jewish people is a just punishment. Because so, so what's the story with this with him? Like why why is he even important? So he seems to be important because, um, what does he what does he point out? He says there were seventy kings, who would grab food from under my table. Right. So so he wasn't like a small guy, okay. Because he had, he had conquered 70 kings already And he had enslaved those kings And he had put them to gather food under his table Notice by the way If the person doesn't have a thumb And they have to gather they're food doing They're doing it They can't really gather food So it's a very It's like a It's a form of torture Okay So There were 70 kings under my table Who I used to torture And now What I did to those kings God has done to me uh, So it, This is like a big success For the Jewish people Because this Adoni Vezek guy Or Adoni Vezek guy is no small character. He's a bad guy. And it seems like it's maybe promoting the message that the wars of conquest of B'nai Israel are, we do them within this framework of justice. Where when somebody is evil, we will, we will bring upon him what he deserves. But we don't kill wantonly. You know, this is, there's no other case in all of, in all of the, at least in Shofatim, but probably in Nevi'im, where the Jewish people mutilated someone. Who is the one person they mutilated as part of battle? The person who mutilated others. And, and, he, and even he admitted to the justice of it. Okay? As for his significance, other than the fact that it represents God's justice in, in, in doing battle, I don't know if, there's, if anybody knows of the significance of Adoni Bezek other than this, you could let me know. Alright. Then the children of Judah did war against Yerushalayim and they conquered it. And they struck it by the edge of the sword. And they 
put the city on fire. Then the children of Judah went down to fight the Canaanites who dwelled in the mountain, in the Negev, in the southern, southern dry area, and in the lowlands. Let's pause for a second. Conquest of Yerushalayim. Anything significant there about the conquest of Yerushalayim? Well then, it's not Yudah's territory to conquer. Ah, so th- this, is a, this is an interesting point. In Sefer Yoshua, it says that they did not... Do you remember that it says that and the Yivusi that lived in Yerushalayim, they could not conquer and the Yivusi dwelt in Yerushalayim, Ada You remember that? Hayomazeh passed. I don't know what Hayomazeh is. What do you mean? when the book was written. Okay, but the Adayom Azad there is referring to one, meaning we, we, we went and conquered three, three years ago, we tried to conquer Yehuda and Adayom Azad, the UVC are still there. I mean, that's a Peshat. That's, he's basically writing, today we don't have it, even today, when he wrote it down. Right, so, so the question is, did they conquer the UVC? Already, meaning, is this them conquering the Yivusi, or is that because we know the Yivusi are still there in the time of David Amelech also? So even if the Adayomah says referring to the time of Yoshua, they probably were still there after that. Okay, so there's a whole question surrounding the conquest of Yerushalayim, and it seems like the the, the best perush is like this: in the times of Yoshua, they tried conquering it and they couldn't. And then in the times of the Shofetim, meaning now, when Yehuda goes to conquer it, they actually succeed in conquering it, but they don't conquer all the Yivusi. They conquered most of Yerushalayim, not the Yivusi. And if you know Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim is kind of the, mid, the meeting point between the tribal area of Binyamin and of Yehuda. And when Yehuda conquered it, they conquered which portion? Their own portion, but not the Binyamin portion. And the Yivusi had a stronghold in the portion of Binyamin. Binyamin. So that kind of solves all the issues about, about the conquest of Yerushalayim. Um, we're going to stop there, but tomorrow... Did they get it? They, now is when they conquered Binyamin's portion, you said? No, no, no now is when they conquered Yehuda. Now is Yehuda going out to battle. Yeah, they Binyamin's conquered. portion comes on... Binyamin's portion is going to have to be, have to be conquered in times of David Melech. They don't conquer. Oh, that's what his fight was over there in... In, in Shemuel. Shemuel, uh-huh. Right. Okay, so, so that seems to explain... Uh, what's going on? Um, then, so pasuk, we'll, we'll continue. But actually, we have a little bit more time. Let's let's just read a couple more pasukim. Pasuk Yud Vayelach Yuda the Kanani Yishev Bechevron. Yuda goes to the Kanani people who dwelt in Chevron. B'shem Chevron lefanim Kiryat Arba. It used to be called Kiryat Arba. Why why Kiryat Arba? We learned about this in Yoshua. Arba was the name of a, of a big of a big giant. That's what the the, the Peshat is at least. So it's the city of Arba. Arba is just a name. Okay. And the midrash says it's where the four couples. people, the four couples, are buried. Okay. Vayaku et Sheshai ve Tachiman ve Talmai, and they struck the giants Sheshai, Achiman, and Talmai. Vayelach Misham el Yoshevet Devir, and they went from Hebron. They went to Devir. And the name of Devir before was Kiryat Sefer. Vayomer Kalev et Shereker Kiryat Sefer ulchadaf, and Atadil etachsaviti lisha. Kalev says, whoever could conquer Kiryat Sefer and, and, and takes it over, I will give him Achsa, my daughter, as a wife. And guess who goes? Otniel. The brother or the half-brother of, of uh, Kalev 
named Otniel goes and he conquers this place called Devir, which used to be called Kiryat Sefer. And he gives him Achsa, his daughter, as a wife. When she comes, she asks Otniel to ask from her father a field. Malach. Kalev says, what do you want? Give me better land. You gave me the dry lands of the south. Give me springs of water. And Kalev gives her the springs of the north and the springs of the south. Okay, so this story we've seen before, which is why I ran through it. Why is it repeating it again? So there's a huge debate in the Mepharshim. When did this, this battle happen? Okay, half the Mepharshim say during Yoshua and half it happened during the time of Yoshua. So Kalev went and conquered Hebron and Otniel went and conquered Devir in the time of Yoshua. And why are we talking about it now? Because their portion is where? In Yehuda's territory. So now that we're talking about Yehuda's conquest, repeated. we're repeating the story that already occurred in the time of Yoshua just to give a holistic understanding of, of the conquest of Yehuda. The Ralbag actually says the opposite. The Ralbag says this ha- is happening after the death of Yoshua, and the conquest of Hebron and Devir happened after Yoshua's death, which which also makes sense because Yoshua just gave the broad land, but the, the individual conquest of the individual cities needed to be done by the tribe themselves. But Caleb went and argued with Yoshua and said, "Hey, you promised me this. Give area. me the give me the land." But when did he actually go and conquer it? When did he go and do the battle? So Ralbag, it happened no. after Yoshua's death. Okay, so I, I personally think, and that's why it's brought down here. The reason it would be brought down here is because now it's, this is when it's happening. When it's happening. This is exactly when it's happening. And I, I, to be honest, I like that. That makes more sense with me. Because you know what it fits in with? It fits in with the idea that Yoshua only conquered the main people, and then the smaller things needed to be conquered by the individual tribe. So Kalev, an individual within Yehuda, and his son in law, his brother in law slash son in law, Needed to, they did their conquering at the time after Yoshua's death, when all the wars were over. Okay. Baruch Adonai Lolam. Amen. Amen.